Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, you are listening to You Beauty, the podcast for your face. And it's Tuesday, which means I'm your host, Chazzy Hunt, and this is our weekly Ask an Expert episode. If you're trying to attain that radiant, glowy skin, and let's be honest, aren't we all, then you probably need an exfoliant in your skincare repertoire. Now, if you're like me, you might have grown up during this time when exfoliators meant these granularly, gritty, sandy kind of formulas that did feel a bit like you were scratching your face off, and some of them probably were. But in the beauty biz, these are known as physical exfoliants. Nowadays, the experts tend to lean towards recommending chemical exfoliants. You may have heard of them referred to as AHAs or BHAs, and these are a gentler exfoliant option to get rid of that surface-level dead skin cell buildup. The good news, there's a huge variety of different types of chemical exfoliants to choose from. The bad news, I'm going to repeat myself, there's a huge variety of different type of chemical exfoliants to choose from. So to explain it all and help you find the right one for you, I'm joined today by one of my favourite returning guests, Dr. Ryan DeCruz, who is a specialist dermatologist from Southern Dermatology in Melbourne. Welcome back, Dr. DeCruz. Thank you very much for having me, Shazzy. Back to basics here, but why should we exfoliate our skin in the first place? It is a really good question. And I think the most important thing for me to get out there is that the skin does naturally exfoliate itself, right? So it's been likened to a self-cleaning oven. Our skin cells naturally flake off and they'll flake off roughly every 28 days. And when we're in the shower, even if we use simple water or a very basic cleanser with a face washer, you're going to get a degree of exfoliation naturally. So the main question is, well, does everyone need to exfoliate or use a chemical exfoliant? And the answer is no. It's not an essential part of every human's, you know, day-to-day facial routine. The benefits are for those patients who do have slightly dulled skin. They've got the skin that doesn't necessarily exfoliate as naturally as other people's. And I'm talking about patients who might have psoriasis or other forms of skin conditions called the ichthyoses, where their skin sort of scales up. Patients who suffer from acne or who have acne-prone skin, where you get a clear buildup of skin cells around the hair follicles and the oil glands. There are a definite subset of the population that would benefit from a little extra help. So what about us kind of regular Joes who are like, oh, my skin looks a bit dull. I'll use an exfoliant. Should we be not using this at all? Is this what you're telling me? No, not quite. What I say (laughs) that for the regular Joe, it's about judicious use of exfoliants, which might be once a week, twice a week, maybe a maximum of three times a week. What I want to emphasize is that it's definitely not necessary to be doing it every day. For beginners, explain what a chemical exfoliant is and why it's nothing to be afraid of. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you've ever watched some of the TikTok videos of people kind of doing their DIY chemical exfoliants at home and leaving them on for half an hour, an hour, two hours, you literally see some pretty horrendous uh, kind of images there. So I think to explain it to someone who's never done it before, it's the use of these chemicals. And we generally use a family of chemicals called alpha hydroxy acids or beta hydroxy acids. And what these chemicals do is that they gently dissolve the little chemicals that hold our skin cells together. So our skin cells are held together with glue and cement that we produce naturally. And then we use these sort of products to help dissolve that down so that the skin cells flake up or exfoliate from our skin by itself. Hence, as you can imagine, if you get a really strong chemical exfoliator, you know, those images that you just referred to are, are very real. You can certainly cause a lot of damage. So you want to do it in a controlled fashion knowing your skin type, knowing that if you have sensitive skin, you're certainly going to choose a very low potency or low concentration AHA or BHA and only use it once or twice a week versus those who have the very thick oily skin that really need to exfoliate more than the average person where you might use a slightly higher concentration more frequently. We're thinking about that chemical exfoliant umbrella. So you've got the AHAs and BHAs. Is there anything else in that family or is it kind of more subcategories that come down from them? They're the main two subcategories, but retinols and retinoids are also have exfoliating properties as well. Let's hone in actually on those two ingredients. So starting with AHAs, what is it? What can it do for the skin? Yeah, so alpha hydroxy acids, the main benefits of it is that they help dissolve the connections between our dead skin cells. And by dissolving them, they result in uh, lifting off of the dead skin cells. In doing so, they actually stimulate the bottom layer of our epidermis to regrow new cells. All right, so they're actually going to help promote cellular turnover. And they can also help promote the innate production of ceramides, which are those chemicals that help really rehydrate our skin. So for example, if you take lactic acid, it's a great example of this, it can be both to rehydrate the skin as well as to give it a, a shinier complexion because you're getting rid of all the dead skin cells. When used properly, it can really work wonderfully, but when used at too high concentrations or in people who have very sensitive skin, it can cause quite significant irritation and stinging. Based on experience, I do have a lot of people coming in who've caused their skin barrier to be really damaged as a result of improper use of these chemicals. So I'm certainly in favour of them. They've got good science to back them up, but I think they just need to be known how to use them properly. With AHAs, who are they for? So they can be applied to really any age group from your adolescence and over. Those patients who have slightly oilier, acne-prone skin, I think they work really, really well. So yes, definitely incorporating them anywhere between two to five times per week in your skincare regimen is definitely advisable. If you look at the more mature skin that you just want to lighten and brighten, it can be certainly incorporated twice a week. I don't think it needs to be used every day. And those patients who have incredibly sensitive skin, it'd be something that I would then only use maybe once a week to once a fortnight, depending on what else is in your skincare regimen. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au 
and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Okay, over to BHAs then. So what is it? What can it do for the skin? Yeah, so very similar family of keratolytics. So they're breaking down the excess dead skin cells and removing excess even dirt and grime for the skin. It tends to be a bit more targeted towards the acne sufferer or those with the oily acne prone skin or those who have the very thickened dead skin cells like the keratosis pilaris or chicken skin patients who want to use it in part of their moisturizers or their cleansers. So they're, they're, I guess, the top two group of patients that I recommend the BHA family for. If you are starting out, what percentage of ingredients, whether it's AHA or BHA, should you be looking at? I think the principle here is start low and go slow. So if you're looking at salicylic acid, 2% is generally something you'll see in most skincare products and they'll be in the form of cleansers as well as certain moisturizing creams. So 2% is a low percentage of a BHA. For the AHA group, you're looking at anywhere between 4 and 10% as a starting point, but they can go even higher. They can go up to 15%, even 20%, and that's when you can get into danger. I would start, say, at a 4% to an 8% maximum for the face if you're using it on somewhere else in your body you might start at 10 to 15 but certainly many products if they're correctly formulated let's call it a a glycolic acid for example you might see a 10% glycolic acid with a really nice formula whereby it's not overly drying it's not overly irritating and you might start with that on the face but only using it a few times a week do you need to build up to a higher level of exfoliant As long as you are achieving your goals, you can stay at the strength that you're at. I do want to talk about price point of chemical exfoliants. Does spending more money mean a better quality product or on the flip side, should you be very wary of any exfoliant that is too cheap? Spending a lot on your AHA or BHA does not guarantee you a better quality product. What it may do is deliver a product that's slightly better tolerated or that the formulation is slightly gentler and kinder to your skin type. Anywhere, say, I'd say 60 to $100 would be a decent starting point. You don't need to be spending over $100 for a, an exfoliant. Now, we've talked about, you know, all the wonderful things it can do, but what happens when you go too far, too much of a good thing with a chemical exfoliant? First of all, how will you know you've gone too far? This is a very common problem. So skin sensitivity, irritation, redness, flakiness, itch, peeling, all of the above are common side effects of overusage or overzealous application of an AHA or a BHA. A really common problem I see is a condition called periorofacial dermatitis or POD, where people start to get this red, irritated, bumpy rash that's classically around the mouth, also around the, the nose or what we call the nasal ala or nasal passages, and sometimes even around the eyes. Is it from overuse, like using it too many times a week, more than what is needed for your skin time, or is it from using too much product or both? Most of the times it's the frequency, it's the application. I think most people generally apply enough or just enough. But for example, a good example of this is those, I think quite a few companies do the AHA, BHA pads. I'm sure you're familiar with those, right? So you sort of wipe them across the forehead, across the face. I've seen patients cause the worst POD and and skin sensitivity from those pads. And it's not the amount because they're getting a fairly consistent amount. It's the frequency and the strength of the AHA within them that can cause serious problems. If you have overdone it 
and you're starting to see those spots or it's that dryness, tightness, what do you do at that point? So it's about moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. So choose a really good hypoallergenic moisturizer that's, you know, generally fragrance free, that's nice and greasy or nourishing is the word that I like to use rather than greasy. You know, you want to feel that your skin is being rehydrated. So some advocates will say simple Vaseline. Others will say, you know, ceramide-based moisturizers. I'm more in that latter group. I love the ceramide-based moisturizers to help rehydrate the skin. Make sure that your cleanser is not an active cleanser for that time that your skin's really upset. So really basic, soap-free, fragrance-free and moisturize no fewer than three or four times a day. We've all got those hero products that we love. For example, those ones that contain panthenol, vitamin B5, some, there's some zinc and niacinamide, so anti-inflammatory creams uh, as well. I love the Sika Plus range for that because uh, it really does put the fire out in the skin. And then wait until the skin has completely healed and calmed down before you reintroduce products one by one. So how do we then avoid this by correctly applying chemical exfoliants? So it's about choosing, again, a lower, lower strength, choosing only two or three days of the week to apply it and moisturizing with these products and then listening to your skin and reading it. So if you're finding that you know, three times a week is achieving that nice glowing skin that you're after, your skin's not upset with you, then you just stick with it at that frequency. You do not need to increase it. If you're finding that that's too infrequent and you're still not super happy with your skin, first thing is to determine which other skincare ingredients you may be lacking, whether it's your retinol, a vitamin C, or whether it's actually something else that actually it's your diet or the, your fluid intake or sunscreen usage that needs to be tweaked. And then adapting the frequency based on your outcome. So if you're doing really well, you keep going with what you're doing. And if you're finding that your skin's still dull or lifeless, or you're just not getting the results, rather than just smashing it with AHA or BHA, maybe get a professional opinion and go, is there something else that I should be doing to improve the quality of my skin? Dr. DeCruz, thank you for enlightening us on the not-so-scary world of chemical exfoliants. Thanks so much for having me, Shazzy. And thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Chazzy Hunt. Our show producer is Michaela Floriano. And if you haven't already, this is your final boarding call to cast your vote in the UBD Awards. You'll find a link to the voting website in the show notes. With unlimited access to world-class podcasts, stories, videos, and events for women, subscribe to Mamma Mia and feel seen and heard like never before. Speak to you later.